Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul. Angeline. And again, I'm doing this episode under duress because under my husband duress. is forcing me to. Well, I think we need some closure. I doubt if it's actual closure, but... So what are we talking about today, Jolene? Or... You're going to have to say it because I, I don't even want to. <laughs> so I don't even know what to call this episode, but we'll call it what? The latest on the OGL. There you go. Or... Watsy gave in. <laughs> sort of. So we talked about the OGL, the drama about it, and even that even though it was only what two weeks ago we put out that episode. Right after we put it out it was irrelevant. Well, it was irrelevant, but yeah, it was. I would say it was They came up with all kinds of things, right? They came up with all kinds of uh back and forth. There was a lot of press on either side of the of the debate. Well uh, Watsy came out with press release and a lot of things happened, though, in that time period, even though... Literally, was, the day after that week, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. But when did this, uh, when was this latest thing happen? This is kind of short notice, right? Within the, Which one? The newest thing? The latest thing. Uh, Friday, with the 27th. The 27th of January. They Well, before, so what happened was, before that, they released a thing saying that they really were sorry. Right. Although, I don't know that everybody believed them. And they said they were going to do a survey. and That's right. A play, they called it play testing the OGL, which I'm confused by, but that's well, okay. Well, the, what happened was they were going to use the same system that they used for the play test of 1D&D and other play test uh, materials. That makes more sense. Right. And so that that's the way the feedback was going to work was like that. And most of the commentators that I listened to said that they didn't think they were actually going to read the feedback. Right. Right. Which I think is probably true. But it prompted them to actually read the feedback, right? Well, I think what happened was is a lot of people decided to to fill out the feedback form. I think then they crashed their site again. I don't know about crashing their site, but they had 15,000 people fill it out in one week because they were going to leave it open for two weeks until two weeks. February 3rd, but they right. closed it on... They already, it's already closed. They closed it on January 27th because they got enough information. <laughs> they got an earful or an eyeful. So a lot of people thought that maybe this was a way of sweeping the the feedback under the rug because it was going to go through their website and actually it was some some third-party survey thing, right? There are some websites or some companies that all they do is do survey. Like SurveyMonkey. SurveyMonkey is the one they use, is a, is a popular one. And a lot of people were suspect because they had never heard of this company that was in charge of this survey. That one came up, SurveyMonkey. Why don't they just use SurveyMonkey? Whatever reason they did, they use this this one company, and it was kind of strange because usually what they do is they ask you a lot of questions that are multiple choice, and then at the very end they go, give us what, you, what we didn't ask type of thing, and you can fill out anything you want. And they started with that one, which I'm sure was kind of, they got paragraph and paragraph of what they were. They only allow you so what, many words. Yeah, well, what people thought, or letters or characters. I never actually got to go to their feedback site because I was, like, busy. And I never got to go on it. But anyway, people, other people said what it looked like and what questions it asked. Like you have just like regular questions. Do you like the SRD? Uh, would you publish something under SRD? I mean, SRD under the OGO 1.2 and, and stuff like a yes or no. 
a lot of people who in the community thought, especially people who commented on YouTube, thought, well, this was a way of sweeping it under the rug because they will never give you the information of what their feedback said because that's what some companies do. They'll give you an outlet to vent and to put your outrage to, and then that way you don't do it publicly, theoretically. That was some of the ideas or theories that were flowing out there. And that might have been possible, right? That might have been an idea that, that Wizards of the Coast had. If they would have had like, 25% of the population say, well, you know, we really hate this idea. And 75% of the people said, yeah, it's no big deal. I like the OGO 1.2. Or if like 200 people had filled out the survey, not thousands of people had filled out the survey in one week, I think they could have just look, looked at it and go, oh, okay. And just carried on with whatever their ideas were. But that didn't happen, right? And I, I was actually surprised that they shared the actual information that they got from it. I think there's a couple takeaways from this. And one, Saul's going to make me read you the numbers, so that'll be boring, but that's okay. Two. Only because I, tell, I think it's really telling about how, how together the community was in the response. I was getting to that. Okay. So two, the community was very together in their response. <laughs> I'm doing this under duress, I told you. Um, the, the biggest takeaway that I get is that the problem for Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast is that their investors had issues with them alienating one of the biggest money makers for them, which would be Magic the Gathering and then Dungeons and Dragons. And they have a big movie coming out in March that they're not happy may tank because people, because they've alienated the community that's going to go watch it. Right. And even though, like we talked about in the past, that people who play role-playing games, Dungeons & Dragons, is a very small percentage of the population of the United States. I don't know how many people play role-playing games. I don't know that statistic. But oh, my God. I'm going to have to look it up now. You might have to look it up. But what I'm saying is it's still a small percentage of the population. It's even a small percentage of, the, of people who play games, right? Well, like I'm thinking like... People who watch NFL's football on Sunday. Well, that's a that's right. a large percentage. That's, a, that's that's what I'm saying. That's like what thirty million people tune in to watch it. I don't know. I know it's ridiculous. It's something crazy number. I don't know if there's thirty million people that play role playing games. I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. Well. We yeah, I would like to think so, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I, I can't go there. I think it's gone up. I think it's definitely gone up. I think it worked. They're probably in like. Maybe 5 million people play role-playing games in the United States. I don't know. I don't know. I don't you're, know. you're just pulling numbers out of your butt. But. <laughs> that, that is a number out of my butt. Well, what did happen, supposedly? Okay, right? so here we go. Just bear with me Well, I have to tell you all this. So they've listened. D&D Beyond says that we've listened, and the OGL 1.0A will remain untouched, and the entire... SRD 5.1 is now available under the Creative Commons license, which I don't know exactly what that means, the Creative Commons license. Well, Creative Commons was a forum like the OGO, uh, open, open content that was geared, I think, for like software. And so that, that's where it comes from. But then other people have taken it up for like music and for other creative ideas. Now, I don't understand all of this stuff because only because I haven't really looked at the language. It's only been two days since it came out. So basically they're saying we're leaving the OGL 1.0A in place as is untouched. And one of the people that I listen to is this 
OSR? Is that what he is? An OSR guy. His name is... Eric Tankar? Eric Tankar, I think. I can... Saul can put a link if you really want to know. But he was saying that it says it's untouched, but that doesn't necessarily mean they won't change it later, right? Because they have the whole irrevocable argument. So anyway, they're also making the entire SDR available under the Creative Commons license, and you choose what you prefer to use for creating stuff. So basically, they said that you can still create stuff under the OGL 1.0a and or under the Creative Commons license, you're going to have to choose which one you're going to do. I don't know if they're different between actual written stuff versus, you said software? Yeah, I think it was I think it started as a software open game, like Linux. Linux is an open source software thing. Anybody can use the original, I don't forget what they call it, kernel or something like that, and they can make anything they want from it, and therefore it stems from that kind of idea that they want to open up their ideas to the world so the world can use it any way they want. And so what they do is they created this Creative Commons license, and there's different kinds. It's Creative Commons license 1, 2.0, and 4.0, and they all give different amounts of of uh, permissions and licenses to the people who want to use that particular idea or product. Moving on. So they say, they actually put out, they posted what their service came up with. Uh, yeah. their, their feedback, they got 15,000 people feedback in one week, I guess. So 62% are satisfied with adding the SDR to Creative Commons and those dissatisfied wanted more in the Creative Commons. Um, 89% are dis- dissatisfied with deauthorizing the OGL 1.0a and 88% did not want to publish content under the OGL 1.2. Okay, I'm just going to tell you in a survey getting 89% and 88% is pretty hard on one if you survey people because yeah. nobody ever agrees on anything. right? So I think that was the community telling them what they really wanted. They say, thank you for your continued dedication and love of Dungeons and Dragons. We're sorry for the pain we caused to the community. We look forward to building what comes next with our players and our creators. And um, for those asking for the legal documents, they give it to you. Then they talk about virtual tabletops, which I think was a big thing. And they say they're not going to touch the virtual tabletops. I don't know what that means. Or you can do whatever you you want on the virtual tabletops. But I do know from all the stuff that I listened to in the last couple of days that basically there it doesn't it doesn't matter if if Roll Twenty has the D and D up to five point on there, right? If they release the if they only release the D and D one on D and D Beyond, then and you can't get it anywhere else, then that's going to be the only place you can get it. And if people aren't going to make any content for it, then, or they have to make it under the new OGL, right? Because they say that. Yeah, I think you're right. They're still going to make D&D 1 or 6th edition under the new OGL or a version of the new OGL. They're not, I don't think they're going to change that. I don't think so either. There's no reason for them to change it. Uh, so and this, if they're only going to release it electronically. I, that would be that would be telling, right? If they only release it electronically. So I thought it was very interesting that that's what they're gonna do. That's what they did. Watsy kind of and theoretically Hasbro has stepped back from this. Either you you're gonna do the one point two 
or you don't get to do anything, right? You're going to adhere to this new OGL or you're not going to be able to have anything to do with D&D or make anything for D&D. And I think that's a big win for the for people who create stuff for D&D. And I, I know, you know, I don't have it. Really, I don't have any skin in the game, right, in a certain sense. I don't, we don't create content for D&D. I always thought about it. And for a long time, because of OGL, I go, well, me and my friends could get together, make an adventure or something like that and put it out and see how it works, right? We have talented people and my, my friends are a talented group of people. Some are really good artists. Some are really good at writing. And, of course, I'm an idea man. Uh, my grammar's terrible. But, but none of them have the ganas to go through with it. Uh, ganas means... Uh, the will, right? I think I've tried. I tried to get them together, and I thought about what project I've got as far as what projects I think we could all work on. But that's about as far as we've gotten. <laughs> so maybe and when we all retire, we'll start putting out stuff for gaming. But 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 really, we don't we don't sell anything, right? But the people that do, this is who it was affecting. But in that, it also was affecting the fact that. Gamers in general didn't like the way that that they were being talked to and treated. And my friend Mike said it. What do they think that we can't read? Do they think that we are stupid? And wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall of that corporation when they're figuring out, trying to figure out why this is happening? What did we really do to these gamers that pissed them off? Well, uh, there's all kinds of flies I would like to be, right? Because they only have a day, uh, uh, they only live for like a short time. So you need about 24, 30, 30 <laughs> flies to get the whole picture, which is interesting that, that my friend Mike, because he's not really interested in the whole politics of D&D. We don't play D&D. We haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in a, in a couple of years, I guess, well. right? And we, I certainly haven't bought a book in like three or four years, so it's not a big deal. I think the last book we bought was probably Tasha's Cauldron, right? The buying the books, and I told Mike Ansel this last night, buying the books is dependent upon what Augustine wants. If he wants a and d book, he's gonna, his dad's going to get it for him. Yeah, and, I, and I, I actually thought about when we were really playing D&D a lot, when we were in the middle of uh, To the King and To... Storm King's Thunder. I was looking at buying books. For example, I bought the. Uh, I think we have Ride, every book that they no, put don't. out. No, 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 we don't. We oh. definitely don't. Okay. They put out many books since then, since we stopped buying them. Tasha's Cauldron was the last book we bought. There's been a whole bunch of other books. There's a, a lot of campaign books and a lot of other books. Right. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's been a couple of years. At the very least, it's been a couple of years. And I like to try to play different games. I am really like. For a while there, I didn't understand one of my friends, uh, my friend Shannon goes, I don't want to play d and I've done d and I don't want to play d and I'm like, well, you know, we can have a lot of fun playing D&D, right? We, we, we play in this type of world or this type of adventure. But I, I'm almost to the same point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I played a lot of fantasy games. I played fantasy for 40 years and longer, actually. Uh, <laughs> He's doing math. I'm doing math in my head. It's not a good thing. 45 years I've been playing D&D. And that's a long time. And I know other people have played that long and don't want to play anything else. That's fine. But I, even as, as a young kid, I wanted to try different things, right? I, I, me and my brother bought Space Opera. I had my sister buy me Gamma World because I was interested in Gamma World. I've bought a few role-playing games since then. A few bookcases full of them. <laughs> just four or five, maybe six if I actually get the ones off the floor. But anyway... So I'm always been interested in different games and different genres and stuff. And literally the last 
since my son decided that he doesn't want to play D and D anymore, he wanted to go back to playing Pathfinder. I was like, I was dumbfounded. I was like, really? <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, I gotta buy more no, books. No, it was, it was weird because I actually was thinking about getting rid of my Pathfinder books because they've just been sitting on my shelf. Now that goes against my whole psyche of getting rid of anything that I bought in my career. In my, I can attest to this. In my in my lifetime of playing role playing games, I've got a lot of games that I've not played, and not now. I'm getting to the point. Where I'm thinking I'm, I may not get to play all the games that I've I've bought, simply because. But you can give it a good try. I'm gonna give it a good try. That's that's and that's what I'm doing with a lot of my friends and a lot of groups. We're rotating games and stuff like that. But I just want to say that I do like playing D and D, and I'm not tired of it. D and D, Pathfinder, any of them. I I like playing them. I like creating a magic user, and I like. In any in any system, but I I don't mind playing D and D. Okay, maybe the the I misspoke. I don't want to run D and D. I don't want to run fantasy games. Though I do run, I like to run, and will still run the One Ring because I think it's a totally different type of game for me. And other role playing games that are really different. And I believe if I told Saul that I really wanted to play a D&D 5th edition game, he might run it for me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm 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 a sucker for anybody who wants running who wants me to run a game for them. Hence Shadowrun, the the latest campaign that I'm running. <laughs> so what led to I I'm trying to figure out what led to this and and I think that to me there's a certain facts certain factors that led to Watsy slash Hasbro rolling back their their staunch I don't know if you can call it staunch because they didn't actually say anything. It was a leaked document, which they didn't deny. But they didn't they didn't say anything. Yeah, they didn't say anything, which is which is which is which is part of the problem, right? Damn evidence. The proposed direction that they wanted to go to. Yes. How about that? So for me, it was there was a lot of. I think they were really caught off guard by the reaction by the community, and they thought sure it would piss off some people, eh, but you know. They'll take it, right? They'll they'll get mad. They might be mad for a while, but they'll forget about it. We got this really exciting D and D movie coming out, which might actually be good, compared comparatively to the other two previous, three previous movies or whatever they were. There was one movie that was a big production, absolutely horrible, and then there was a lot of low budget movies. Okay, which were, which don't, were better. Don't, just don't go down that road. Which were better, but still low budget, right? So here's a here's a chance to make a D&D movie that is going to be a blockbuster, right? Instead of a go down in flames as a crap pile. So, and Hasbro has invested in this movie because from what I know, from the little that I know about movies is like the production company who who they Hasbro has 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 partnered up with, they're going to get most of the money, right? The production company for the movie, whether it's Paramount or Anyway. Universal. And but where they make money is all the toys and all the all the stuff that comes from what do you call that merchandise? The merchandise from the movie, right? And they 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 own all that, right? Hasbro does, so they'll make a ton of movie for every little ton of money, ton of ton o money for every little dragon character figure plush toy, Disney. I mean not Disney, but. McDonald's cups and Happy Meals and whatever they come up with. I don't know what they come up with. I, I don't know. But anyway, they're going to make a ton of money off that stuff, right? That's, that's just the way it works. But if they get bad enough press, they're like, well, you're going to go see that movie? Especially gamers. They're like, well, no, not, not after what he did to D&D. 
their them and their friends who maybe who may not play D D or people who are like, well, they're sitting on the fence about going and watching this D movie. Oh, that's a game one of my friends plays, or that's based on that that whatever. And they're like, oh, they they're like really jerks, right? This Hasbro company or Watsi or they don't even know Watsi that D D company because that's basically what most people think. I think of D D. They think role playing is D D and it's the D D company, right? They don't know who Watsi is, right? <laughs> if you say Watsi to a normal person or Wizards of the Coast, they're looking at you going. They give you that look of they have no a, clue to what is that a new is that a castle <laughs> something like that? I think th- this is bad enough press, and it's gotten a little bit of major uh, press release. Well, the problem is, is that is that because uh, Wizards of the Coast isn't their own; they got bought by Hasbro. Right. That Hasbro has a board of directors, and also a they ha- they're on the stock market, right? Yes, they are, and that means that that people have money invested. invested. Yes, and the problem is, is that it hit this kerfuffle hit the. Uh, <laughs> Hit the news cycle for CNBC. CNBC. And or, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and a couple different people wrote articles about it. One of those articles was actually written, was talking about the board of the Hasbro board. Right. And one of the biggest investors is, went in and said, you know, what are you doing? You're alienating the people who buy your stuff. This isn't right. the way that you're supposed to do this. Right. So I think they were. I think what ultimately happened is they got worried about their D and D movie bombing. Well, I think they got worried about uh, more than that. No, but I mean, I mean, they're they've invested in your mind. In my mind, they've invested a lot of money in this D and D movie, which the, it, which is not their forte, right? Well, it is actually. Hasbro has all kinds of movies that they tied together, right? Like. G.I. Joe and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they know that they, it could make a millions and if they and if the movie bombs, then all their then the one they were not gonna they're not, there's not gonna be a D D movie two. There's not then their merchandise is gonna suck. It's gonna <laughs> sit in the warehouses and not make money. And I think that's what they're worried about. That the loss of billions of dollars of revenue is is important. I don't know if somebody told them, but none of the other D and D movies made a lot of money. Right? No, not D and D movies. Hasbro movies. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you. Oh no, yeah, and I think they know why, right? I think they. If you look at the what do you call it, the trailers of this new movie, it looks nice. It looks neat, and it has all the things that it has. Chris Pine. That's all I gotta say. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't care about that guy, but it, it had. Oh, well, he's the main actor, and I think all the other actors. Probably... He played Captain Kirk, dude. Oh my God! Here we go again. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Chris Pine, I think they got paid eleven million dollars to this, make this movie. All the other actors combined probably didn't even doesn't even reach eleven million dollars. So that was a big you know sink for to get him. I think he's a pretty popular actor. I guess obviously Jolene here is cuckoo over cocoa puss over him. But I think they're worried about losing a lot of money on this movie if it tanked. And one of the reasons it would tank if if D and D players and their friends and people they know and people who look at the news and might see that this is only Saul's opinion, by the way. Yeah, it's all. I'm only so total conjecture, and that they were worried that they were gonna this movie was gonna bomb, and that means loss of millions of dollars of revenue. Well, also they they lost a lot of people off of D and D Beyond because they canceled their subscriptions. Right, right. But I'm talking about the movie. So then the other thing is the results of that feedback thing whatever you want to call it survey survey i'm sorry i think the numbers were just too big to overlook like like i said before if it had been a thousand people responding and the, and it was lackluster like less than 
50% cared about the OGL or say, oh, that's no big deal, or the numbers were really low. You would think that a lot of people would take surveys, but just so you know, sometimes you have to actually pay people to take surveys. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they do that. They do do that, right? I know. Like Amazon? I'm Amazon? just telling you that I have been in a room where people are talking about what they're going to, what the incentives for taking a survey are. Right, right, exactly. And I think reviews are a little bit more important than, than just a survey, but people do get free. There's people out there who make a living off doing reviews, right? Surveys. So the survey was just overwhelmingly negative of what they were doing, and it was in such numbers that they couldn't ignore it, right? You got 15,000 people in one week. That is huge. And they were gonna, they're going to open it up for two weeks, and they just decided to shut it down, right? They go, okay, we got the message. Right, we heard you long, loud and clear. And like Jolene says, an eighty percent number of people looking at what you're doing as negative. Eighty nine percent. Oh, eighty nine. <laughs> and eighty eight. And eighty nine to eighty eight percent. That's right. That is unbelievable. Because so, let me tell you, surveys and the, and the the little experience I have with surveys is that people are all over the board, and very few do you have a large consensus of 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 the results, right? Unless you target. Unless you do target surveys against, like, not against, but with a certain group of people, and they all more or less not think alike, but are in the same mindset. Well, this is kind of targeted in the same group of people, right? People who play D&D. But anyway, they were probably expecting... Well, a lot of people don't take the so, time right? to fill out the survey, right. but the, the YouTubers and people said, look, go fill out this survey. It's important. Whether they're going to listen to us or not, at least you can show that you filled it out. I think it's it's amazing that so many people just filled out the survey. And I think, like I said, the fact that they ended it early, a week early, it was really like, wow, they were overwhelmed. So what else do we have to say on this topic, Saul? So another thing is the solidarity of the gaming community, which is kind of like has to do with the survey, right? When, when people filled out the survey, it was overwhelmingly negative with this idea of the OGO 1.2 or 2.0. Well, I just want to tell you, I know you're talking about the survey, but the solidarity of the community, these people were saying, you know, stop buying D&D products and let's let's move to a different game. Right. And literally, I think that, that Paizo in two weeks sold like eight months worth of, um, books. of books. Core books. Core rule books for Pathfinder. I don't right. know if it was 2.0. It must have been 2.0. 2.0. Yeah. 1.0 is out of, out, of, out of production. So they actually had to order more books that aren't going to be in until... April. April, yes. And Call of Cthulhu. Saul, Saul had heard that and he wasn't really... Oh, but that's a different publishing company. Yes. Call of Cthulhu, which... is by Chaosia. Chaosia. How many books did they sell? I have no idea. Same amount. Like, that's crazy. I think, I think... But then people... Ooh, if you if you want to try a different game, that's different. Call of Cthulhu is a different game. Yeah. I, I think I for some reason, since both companies have about eight months worth of books... I think that's like standard of what they hold, yeah. or what they print. They want to keep. They want to make sure that they don't run out of books. But and then, but then they, they don't for, want to be stuck with a bunch of books. Yeah, so they can't foretell, you know, forecast how many books they're gonna, you know, like something like this is gonna, they're gonna <laughs> clear out their books. So I think that's telling too. I think that that event of Paizo and Chaosum selling so many books in such a short period of time has people moving away from D&D and what edition did that happen to when they, when uh, then that was and I'll tell you this fourth edition caused Paizo Paizo 
when uh, when they came out with Pathfinder, more people were playing Pathfinder than D and D Fourth Edition, and that was like terrible, right? Theoretically, if you if you make this game, and somebody says oh, I'm going to make a clone of that game because your new game sucks. sucks for whatever reason, and some of it which I didn't know at the time was that they changed the license. It wasn't the OGL; it was under GSL, a gaming something the license. So. They made it so you couldn't. Uh, I don't know the exact of that license, but they made it different from the OGL, and I think that, and then the fact that it was not a really great set of rules for people who played D and D in the past. They didn't like the way the direction fourth edition went, so there was a kind of a twofold thing: the OGL change, and then they changed the rules so much that people didn't like it. It wasn't D and D enough for them, whatever that meant. And I can understand that, but that really kind of scared them, right? The Wizards of the Coast. We don't want to lose people playing D&D. That's who's going to go to play 6th edition or 1 D&D. We want to keep those people. And if they're leaving in the, in the numbers, and, and then, and those are, those are just two companies who said that we've sold out of books. And dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you on Facebook, I ha- I'm in a couple of different things that I have to do because my husband makes me do this. Um, <laughs> yes. But on the Savage Worlds website, or not website, on their home, on their page on Facebook. Oh yeah. I don't know how many people ask questions about. I have a D and D group, and we're going to start playing in Savage <laughs> Worlds. Can you please ex- tell me how to explain making characters and and one guy even I, I shared it with Mike and Felipe. I don't know if I shared it with yes, you. Yes, you did. But they they said, okay, this is what I've made to convert D and D fifth edition into Savage Worlds. Tell me if I'm explaining it right. And I'm like going, wow. Yeah, he had a conversion rules for like you know what what strength in in D and D compared to what's in Savage Worlds. I believe it's strength. And I think uh, but some of them were named like, yeah, different. like dexterity, yeah, agility, yeah, and stuff like that. And then what about? And then they went down to all the skills. What would you have to roll to? And then there were a lot of combat questions. So yeah. if if my people are doing this, and then I, didn't, they would, I didn't get that far. It, it was hilarious. Not oh. hilarious, but to me, it was like telling that you know. And that and that was happening up and down every board that I yeah. was was I'm looking at like a Reddit board. I'm in a Sarah Run thread or whatever you want to call it, and there was people asking, "Okay, I don't want to play D and D anymore. Uh, how is how are the rules for Shadow Run?" Well, they, they were talking about the company, and people were going, "Well, the company sucks. It's worse than <laughs> than Watsi, right? As far as they don't have an OGL, they're a terrible company, but it's a great game. But it's a great game. The rules kind of suck." But the but once you learn them, uh, yeah, and that kind of thing, right? So there was a lot of people asking questions about other games, and I think along with all the people heading toward Pies, toward Pathfinder, Pathfinder two point or second edition, and headed to Call of Cthulhu, which I think is probably the number two uh, known product of role playing games. Uh, I mean, they've been around a long time. There's a lot of people trying to find other games or something else. That might be interesting to them, and that again is scary for Watsi and. The, well, that's scary for any company, right? And Hasbro. Yeah. Well, because this is what happens, right? Let's say they start playing Savage Worlds, or let's say, God forbid, they start playing Space Opera, right? This old game, right? It doesn't matter. What it matters is is they're no longer playing D and D, and the chances of them buying one D and D or sixth edition, whatever it's going to be called, is a lot less likely well what if um the who are the people that do the actual play the the ones that uh, you create crea- uh, critical role critical role what if they decided to go to call of cthulhu right 
Yeah, I mean, and then and all their followers, and that's let's they have a huge following, right? And they were kind of, they were kind of like uh, milk toast or like not really against what was going on. They're like, well, we no, they are were. with the creators, but I'm I'm sure because they have contracts with Watsi is the problem, right? And they they you know they probably have a contract. I'm not them. sure you actually listened to them or read about them. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they were, they weren't definitely like out against like these people on YouTube saying, you know, boycott the movie, don't buy D and D products, right? I don't think they. Uh, they may have that. like. Yeah, right, they have a contract. NDA saying, do not, or something. Do not badmouth D and D because we, you know, we we're your sponsor because they are sponsored. They're sponsored by D and D Beyond. I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. Yeah, I think they are. So of course they would have like you can't like me. I uh, supposedly where I work, I can't badmouth my employer, right? Well, you shouldn't on social media or anything like that. Supposedly, like they care about me, but no, oh, they're not supposed. They to, right? would if you if you badmouth them. <laughs> I badmouth them all the time. No, you don't. <laughs> I think uh, if they had actually really gone against D and D, and they're millions of they have, I'm sure they have millions of followers. Then they they would have an impact. They would have had, definitely have an impact on the on D and D, the new game, and Watsi and their earnings and all that stuff. So I have no idea where you were going. Where am I going with this? So I think it was, they were very. Uh, we were talking about the the concessions and why they did it, but I think oh, we were talking about the solidarity of the of the, of the community, and I think that was very. I was surprised by it, and I think a lot of the fellow people uh, people you know who are like. YouTube commentators, uh, creators, obviously, were very against this. And it was a message that they all kind of united everybody, and they were very, very similar, right? They all agreed that this was not a good idea. And I think they were surprised. I think the, a lot of them were surprised by this rollback because they really, they really didn't think they were going to have an impact. Well, they were nervous at first, right? They, they were scared because this is what they do. But then they also had like a realization that, they could make their own gaming right. system. They could. You could try to survive they could doing something else. Do something else, and and then they realized that there are other games out there, and they could do stuff for them, right? Especially under the new Orc license, right? Thing. They haven't come out with it yet. I know, officially, but I think they're going to continue to come out. With I'm it pretty even, sure, even in, anyway. As in, a as a true OGO. <laughs> well, no, as a as a way to to protect. Right to make sure that. Because at this point, according to some people, they, they could still do away with the OGL, but I'm not sure about that. Anyway, so I so, think some of those creators had a an epiphany moment of, oh, I can do this for other things, right? Yes, I think a lot of people were saying, look, we're going to boycott this, we're going to stop uh, stop subscribing, we're going to make our voice heard. But honestly, I didn't, I didn't think, and a lot of them probably in the same boat, didn't think anything was going to happen. They certainly didn't believe that this was going to happen. That Watsi would say, "Okay, we totally messed up," and they, you know, do a real apology, not this. Well, well, we were trying to help you guys. No, none of that. We we messed up, and we apologize for it. And if you look at the YouTube creators, YouTube commentators, I should say, a lot of them were very surprised by it and uh, almost in a state of shock because, like, I don't think they really thought something like this was going to happen. Which to me is like. That's because they've all played Dark Conspiracy. <laughs> well, no, I think because they become jaded and going against a corporation, usually the little people don't win. I mean, that's, that's what I just it. said. They've all played Dark Conspiracy. <laughs> I don't think that many people play Dark Conspiracy. <laughs> and just just so you know, just to to let you know, Jolene, 
13.9 million people play D&D in the United States. Wow, he looked it up. I looked mm. it up. And and that's a huge number. I mean, that's a that, lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's, I said 5 million. I was way off. Uh, like I said, D&D has gotten really popular. Did you look up how many people play Call of Cthulhu? I did not. No, I did not. But I'm, I don't know if... if they consider if that's all role-playing games or just D&D. I know D&D is by far the most popular uh, role-playing game out there, what was for a while. I don't know if it still is. Uh, obviously, it still is. But I think, I don't know if, if that includes everything else that's role-playing. Like people, like I've said, oh, D&D, isn't that all role-playing games? It really irks some people, right? I've heard this more than once from on YouTube and different places on the well, People who play Savage Worlds or... Oh, yeah. Or, they say, oh, Or yeah. GURPS. They, <laughs> I, I play, you know, I play whatever game, and they're like, "What's that?" And they're like, "A role playing game." And they're like, "Oh, you play D anD D?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> right? I don't play D anD D. I play something else." And so, a lot of people don't realize that there's other role playing games out there. So, anyway, I think it's very interesting this whole situation. I think uh, the little guy won a little bit. I think that's pretty cool. You know, I'm always going for the underdog. The the yeah, the underdog. We'll see what happens in the future, and uh, we'll see how the movie does, and we'll see what they do with one D and D and or six edition. I don't know what to call Hopefully it. Hopefully, I'd never have to speak on this subject again. I think I think for the most part, everybody's just gonna like, yeah, take a breather and and see what happens slowly in the future because nobody really knows what's gonna happen with the the new OGL if they're gonna they're definitely gonna Watsi is definitely gonna put out a new OGL for the one. For one D and D, because they're not gonna they're not gonna publish it under the OGL, the original. Well, they don't have to. They right? don't have to. They don't need to. They I mean, they, they are to. them. Yeah, they can do whatever they. They don't even have to have an OGL. No. Right, but uh, they're definitely gonna put out something different under different rules under a different license and see wh- what what they can get away with in a certain sense. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> I think that you should just go out and play role playing games, whichever one you like. And like I told you, I like D and D. I like a lot of them. So I've said in the past, if you don't, you don't have to buy the new latest D and D game to play it. I mean, to play, you just play whatever you like. Like there's still people playing A D and D, original D and D, and everything else. So I do like about this whole fiasco is it's actually actually made certain people not a huge population of them but a, a, a good amount look at other games and a lot of people are, are, are complaining that well they're just going from D to pathfinder like that's a big deal no you're right that's not a big change but they are looking at other games and other games include savage worlds like you said you looked at a lot of pe- people trying to figure out what what the difference is and how to play it shadow run call cthulhu they're discovering that oh my god there's other role-playing games out there and that's a good thing for the industry and that's a good thing for the role-playing community well and i i I know that the old timers out there know all of these different games right but there are some people who are new to D and they found it from actual plays and stuff and they they didn't realize there were other games right (laughs) so they but they're they're young i'm thinking or older but they've never been exposed to role-playing games which is hard to believe but there you go can we stop talking about this now yes we can stop talking about it okay go play a game this is gaming perspectives with Saul Angeline and you have a good day